0: vision for the company is to um, enable access to any sort of earned income, and earned income includes salaries, commissions, uh, pensions, end of service benefits, whatever you can can imagine. What we believe is if you earned it, you should access it. There's no reason why you should be able to access your your salary, for example, only every four weeks. Who says that every four weeks is the correct uh, period?
1: Hi, this is Stephanie, and in today's episode of the Nua Capital podcast, we're talking to Michael Truschler. Michael is the co-founder and CEO of Flexpay, a recent addition to the NUA Capital portfolio. And in this episode, we wanted to cover Flexpay's journey so far and how the company is changing the paradigm of employment, starting with the MENA region. We hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, if you have any feedback or questions, feel free to reach out at team at nuacapital.io. Hi, Sarah, how
0: are you doing?
2: Hi, Michael, how are you?
0: Yeah, all good. All good, thank you.
2: How are you?
1: Good morning.
0: Hi, Stephanie, how are you doing? Good morning.
1: So thanks, Michael, for uh, joining us today. Um, I'm just going to ask you to quickly introduce yourself and FlexPay for us.
0: Yes, sure, um, thanks for having me on the podcast. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm here in the region for about 18 years. I came in 2004, so 17 years exactly. Um, I started a different business, completely different business earlier in 2005, which was Citrus TV and e-commerce related business. Um, it's basically similar to um, QVC in the US or in Europe where we use the TV as a sales channel um, but also were selling through social media and uh, on, on, on e-commerce. Uh, we covered 15 countries in the region. It was a 24 seven Arabic channel and we exited the business in 2017. So we sold the business. And after one year of break, I got into a new business, which is um, FlexPay.
1: And how did you land on, on FlexPay?
0: Yes, yeah, so FlexPay, the, the idea is actually born from recognizing a real-world problem that I've uh, seen during my work in my previous company where I was also in charge of uh, finance, uh, financing. So I've seen that on a regular basis, we had employees who asked for salary advances because they could not cope their uh, regular expenses or unexpected ex- expenses, more to say. Um, and then they came to, to us um, and asked for 1,000, 2,000 dirhams up front because they had an emergency and they couldn't cover it from their own uh, salary. And I recognized that this is a very common problem, not only here in the region, but around the world. Then I looked a bit more into the players that are available, especially in the US and in the UK, where it's a very strong and booming business, um, to replace actually these expensive payday loans and help people to, to cope with unexpected expenses. And I felt that this is a good um, business to get involved in because also it has a social impact, uh, which was important for me in that new venture. And that's how we started Flexpay in end of 2018.
2: So Michael, let's go into a bit about the profile of your consumers. So can you tell us a bit more about who the target consumer base is?
0: yeah so flexpay is a typical b2b to c business uh, our contractual partners are companies so we're signing up companies uh, we we sign saas agreements with them where we offer the solution to the businesses and once they enroll with flexpay then all the employees can use the platform so the users are the employees but the um, our our contractual partners are the businesses now on the first Um, side of things, which is the the businesses, our clients, this can be um, companies from any industry. So the the solution is industry agnostic. Um, Usually um, these companies are are our main target audience is actually companies with a large uh, mid to low range salary employee base. Mm -hmm. So for us, of course, as a business, we are living from transactions because the platform is not representing any cost to the business as such. So there's no running cost, no subscription fee, nothing. Um, we are living totally off the transactions. So the more transactions, uh, the better for us in that sense. And that's why the large population of employees is the most interesting for us. But it can come from any industry. So we industry agnostic, it can come from logistics, retail, um, hospitality. Um, we have hospitals, of course, uh, call centers, it, it, it doesn't really matter, as long as the employee base makes sense. So what we're not targeting at the moment um, are two, area, uh, two industries, or I would say yes, or maybe from an a employee's um, point of view, is the very low income, so construction industries, uh, or on the higher side, when you look at, for example, law firms who have a high income, and they don't really need, need that. Kind of service right
2: and, but i would assume the l- very low income construction workers would might need it uh, the most is is that true yeah, or so
0: there's just there's just some more uh, difficulties that we're trying to overcome now when it comes to i mean this is a regional uh, specification yeah. of course here is when it comes to wps how do you pay these workers oftentimes they have no bank accounts at the moment yeah. we, we only work with companies who Basically, whose employees have bank accounts, but we're going to change this uh, uh, in in the in the short uh, future and the near future to offer also the services to these lower income uh, workers. As you said, rightfully said, they they have the need, mm-hmm. um, and we have to just see that how do we make it compliant with all the regulations that we that we have here.
2: And um, because you touched on WPS, how does that work uh, with FlexPay? So how do you ensure that? Um on uh, a regulatory standpoint, it uh, works not only in the UAE, but also in Saudi Arabia?
0: Yeah, yeah of course. So so WPS is important. In, I mean, WPS, I mean, at the end of the day, the essence of or the objective of that system is to make sure that people get paid on time, their salary. And um, that's totally what we fulfill. So in, in that sense, we are fully uh, WPS compliant. What WPS cares about is that, an employee who has a salary of 10,000 gets paid 10,000 in that pay period, which is usually one month. But WPS doesn't care if you pay that employee once or you pay him five times or 10 times, right? So if okay. you pay him 1,000 uh, 10 times a month, he still got his 10,000, which is totally fine. Now, from us, what they get from FlexPay is somebody can come and say, okay, I've earned already some some money and I want to access 2000. So when his salary is 10, at the end of the month, he gets eight. But the total amount that you received in that pay period is still ten, so that's why it's it's in line with the um, with the regulations.
2: Um, but does it matter where the money is coming from? For yes, WTS? so
0: so yeah yeah so so the the um, process is it's a bit more detailed. But when we process um, the access to say, uh, to, to earned income for a company. The um, the transfer to the account is always labeled with a certain uh, transfer banking code for salary advance, so it's recognized by the bank as a salary component, and that's also what shows up on the bank statement of the employee. So whenever there's a transfer coming in, it shows salary advance on behalf of company ABC, and we mention also the uh, the. Uh, MOL ID of the company, the Ministry of Labor ID, and the um, the labor ID of the of the worker. If it's a WPS company, if you have a free zone company, of course, all this falls away. But otherwise, um, it's always uh, mentioned in the bank slip, in the bank transfer, to make sure that this is recognized as a salary component, uh, and therefore compliant with WPS.
1: Okay, let, let's talk about this the space um, for a bit. So first of all, how how big of a problem is this? And um, what is it costing companies who are not on FlexPay today?
0: Well, it's a massive problem for, for employees and for companies itself. You can say uh, there's different studies. Uh, one is from PwC on employee wellness and and, and quantifying the, the extent of the problem. When you look at it, you have about 50 to 60 percent of the total workforce um, who, who are Stressed, and one of the key factors is financial stress. These people they, they often um, are ca- characterized by low and mid-range salaried employees. Yeah, this is the salaries that they have. Um, they they are they're living from payday to payday. They they are not able to cope with unexpected expenses and and uh, this is causing a lot of problems, uh, not only for the employee who is then financially stressed and trying to find ways to get that money, because these are expenses that they have to cover, it's not a choice, they have to, so they turn to friends or or family members or even colleagues and borrow money from them, which can cause issues, or they, um, they go to the employer and ask the employer for a salary advance because of this and this case. And now the employer has to deal with that problem. Um, it's 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 an extra workload on HR on finance teams to to decide how do they how do they answer to these kind of requests? Do they have a strict clear policy, or do they do it on a case to case basis, um, which always requires for them to spend time and then follow ups and then reconciliation and settlements. Um, so that's one of the problems that that exists for both sides. And then for the company, of course. You can you can really see there's an impact on the bottom line on the pnl and um, when you see that people who are financially stressed they are um, distracted the first thing they do they they will find out where they can find that money so they are not very productive they they lose motivation you we have also numbers around uh, sick days that increase because people take off because uh, not only they 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 may be sick because of that financial stress but also they try to find a solution to it so all of this has an impact on on the overall company besides um, besides um, the workload that HR and finance teams are exposed to.
1: And c- correct me if I'm wrong. So we we took some time earlier this um, last year, I should say, um, to look at the types of innovation that were sort of born out of different crises. Um, and it sort of feels like perhaps for the last 20 years the definition or how we see employment traditionally is starting to change. So in, you know, uh, um, and that's really in two ways, right? So there's a surge in alternative employment platforms. So that happened mostly after the dot-com era um, and the global financial recession. But there's a bit of a second order effect where you also see a lot of enablers um, and a lot of companies that are um, emerging to really either support HR functions or, Help these companies adapt to the new reality of employment and how you deal with your employees Um, i'm curious to see because you've been working in the region for quite a while you've built um, two businesses now do you see that as well.
0: yeah yeah, of course I think that's the reality that we all that we all face right, we all know that work will never be the same Um, we don't know maybe yet uh, all the ways in which it will be different. But it's clearly that there are changes, right? And um, I think it's also um, a really once in a generation opportunity to to really think um, or reimagine um, how we do our jobs and how they are structured. Um, And what we can see is from from people, from employees, uh, they are making new choices um, about where they want to live, uh, they're creating new expectations about flexibility, work conditions, life balance, and this is what what companies have to answer to, right? So there's a demand from 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 the employees, and there's a different set of how they have to adopt to the new to the new realities.
1: Yeah, and that that's, do you feel that companies in the region are, uh, where are they? Are they, uh, you know, are, are they kind of at, at the forefront of this? Uh, Do you feel that there's um, much more appetite than you anticipated? What do you feel the space is like in the region and what's the appetite for the companies to adapt? I think this region is usually and and
0: it was always very dynamic, right? Things change quickly here and um, all the companies are aware of the new realities and they're trying to adopt in the best way. I'm I'm not sure if this region is very different to to, to other regions um, in, in a way that everybody recognizes the change and the response to it, um, the way that we work. I mean, you, me, everybody sees it, right? We don't have like physical meetings anymore. There's a lot of remote work. We're using video conferencing a lot. And I think companies are still in the phase where they explore what are the best uh, practices to do so. And everybody um, looks at uh, international players. What do they do? How can we adopt it maybe here? Um, so that everybody's trying to do, to do their best. I think um, this region, as I said at the beginning, is, has always been proven to be very, very dynamic and, and, and quick. So I think we are going towards the right direction. With Flexpay, we do the same thing. I mean, we're offering something um, as a solution for employees, but also for employers. And um, we're um, not giving only flexibility in terms of when you get paid or when do you want to get access to your own salary. Um, but we will also launch in the future solutions that help companies um, to be more digitized, to use, for example, cloud-based uh, payroll solutions, expense managements. Um, I think this um, the COVID-19 crisis will have an impact in how fast um, companies are forced to, to innovate and digitize their, their, their offerings and their um, offerings to employees as well.
1: And that's, that's exactly what I was going to ask next. So, and then the pandemic happened. Um, what, what sort of, how, how did you see that from, from, from your perspective? Um, it seems to me that, you know, obviously this would validate the case for flex pay even more um, as people were kind of scrambling to really figure out the depth or the gravity of the situation.
0: Well, no, of course, I mean, look for all of us. It was a shock, right? I mean, like suddenly you you had a problem that you felt maybe was more regional. like in that case, like a problem that they had to deal with in, in China, but suddenly it grabbed the whole world. And I guess in, in the in the second quarter of last year when everybody realized the extent of that problem, there was, um, as I said, really a shock wave going through and nobody knew what what's happening now. And then you've seen a lot of, Businesses um, from the aviation to the retail were hit very hard, and and took drastic measures that impacted a lot of people's lives. Um, and and we could see that on the flexpay side of things, transaction started actually to increase even more because people are now in need of getting access to their own salary easier and and and, and earlier. So. Um, as I said, the the, the pandemic that happened uh, is is for me like more an accelerator of of um, of these kind of digitization and innovation processes that have to happen anyways. And companies are not forced, and if they don't do it, um, it's just a matter of uh, will they survive if they don't. And and the answer is clear: they have to adopt.
2: How do you see flex pay um, scaling? So what's what's the wider play for 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 the company? Um, are you looking to um, branch out into more, into different functions, let's say, HR functions, uh, management, insurance. Uh, you can tell us a bit more about that.
0: I mean, when we look at FlexPay, um, we we started off now with access to salary, but this is not what we what we uh, stop at or what is our ambition. So our, our ambition, our vision for the company is to um, enable access to any sort of earned income. And Earned income includes salaries, commissions, um, pensions, end of service benefits, whatever you can you can imagine. So what we do right now already is we give access to earned in uh, to earn salaries, but we also give access to earned commissions already. So all the salespeople who earn a commission and usually have to wait a month or up to three months quarterly until they get their KPIs, they receive their commissions. Through Flexpay, the, the company can already pay um, commissions on the spot. So that motivates and we have seen that that motivates clearly sales salespeople that don't have to wait anymore. But if they did a good job on that day, they can pay be paid immediately on the commission or on a weekly basis if you want. Um, and this is always money that they have already earned, they already deserve. So we just have the technology that we offer to companies to make their their employees, their salespeople to access that. Because they have already earned it, why not let them access it right and there's a benefit for the company as well um now we also go a step further we're not only working with private um, uh, companies but we also um, work with um are going to work with public entities uh, for example pensioners to 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 offer pensioners the the uh, ability to access um, a portion of their pension early if they need it you know because that's also an um a group of people that sometimes doesn't have that much money, and they have unexpected expenses to cope with. So any sort of income, we want accessible, because what we believe is if you earned it, you should access it. There's no reason why you should be able to access your your salary, for example, only every four weeks. Who says that every four weeks is the correct uh, period? Uh, In the US, you get paid every two weeks. Who says that every two weeks is the right period, right? It should be more or less, that's what we believe on your fingertips. You have it as an app. You can see how much you have earned. If you need it, you can access it. So all this flexibility and streamlining it, that's what we are aiming at. And the bigger picture of this is also, um, you have to tell me if you want to get into it, it's also when you look at it from an, from an economy perspective where you see that if you bring more and more money into the economy early, that money goes to work earlier than it used to used to do. And then when you look at the banking sector, money going into the banking sector, um, you have this, um, what they call, um, money multiplier, where yeah. this money can be lent out again to other people and it can multiply. So it, it has, on a big scale, when you imagine everybody had an app like FlexPay, it doesn't have to be FlexPay, but like FlexPay, where you can access and bring that money to work earlier, it has a has a positive um, impact on the whole economy and society. So that's what we believe is also a good, business and uh, and the good objective to be in.
2: Can you tell us also a bit more about which geographies you are looking to enter first and then um, how how you've to scale regionally?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, we started off uh, in in the UAE and then just a few months later went to Saudi Arabia. So UAE and Saudi Arabia are still our main main markets. Uh, Saudi, of course, because of the size um, and we have a dual headquarter in Riyadh um has a very strong focus. Um, but we also launching or planning to launch next month in, in Bahrain. So I think from that perspective, the Gulf is the is the focus right now. Um, but obviously, we the, the product um, can be used in any jurisdiction at the end of the day or any geography, and that's also our, our, uh, our aim. We don't want to make it a local or regional play. Um, we believe strongly that this solution is needed in in a lot of uh, geographies and parts of the world. Um, and um, since it's a cloud-based solution, and we have an extremely strong tech team, uh, we can we can adopt quickly. And then it's just a change of of, of languages, and of course you have to adopt a bit to the regulations um, when it comes to to payroll processing. Um, but that's uh, that's our view on the business.
2: And uh... Do you see this solution that targets uh, specifically emerging markets? Um, or do you see this uh, uh, also working in d- more developed markets?
0: As yeah, of so? course. It's, it's, it's not only for emerging markets. I mean, emerging markets, uh, of course, we have markets where it's, where it's more uh, more demanded. I would say here, the, the, the region where we are in, um, Gulf and Middle East, um, there's a very strong demand for it because salary advances are very common almost a daily uh, daily uh, request that companies face and that people need, um, especially when you look here in the region or at UAE, you have uh, maybe 80% experts. You have a lot of people who support uh, families outside the country and um, the money that they keep for themselves is always very, very tight. So if any unexpected expense happens, um, it's a problem for them and that's where we come in. So that's a very, very big problem here that we are solving um but as you said there this solution is offered um, also in, in, in very developed countries right they look at the US there's a lot of uh, big players um, like daily pay uh, pay active um, earning um, that uh, that um, offer it to to companies um, such as Walmart in in the US um, also in the UK you have very big players um, like RateStream or um, Hasty who, who offer it and it's it's going very well right in the UK they work for example with the NHS uh, to offer this solution to the frontline workers um, in the healthcare sector so it, it, I think there's a need uh, almost everywhere of course you have different levels of need as I just explained um, but in essence you this kind of solution to to streamline um, at least how we do it to streamline and facilitate access to any sort of earned income. That you have already worked for is, I think, a trend that will that will continue to to happen everywhere.
2: So, sure.
1: Michael, you just announced um, closing your pre-series A. What's next for you guys?
0: Now we put that money to work. <laughs> That's next <laughs> for sure. So our main focus is now uh, we have to we have to grow the business. Right, it's still early stage. We have a lot of uh, opportunities ahead of us in terms of a very, very large renowned companies, but a lot, a lot of also SMEs. So we are now focusing on building the business, growing, getting more companies to sign up, extending the services to more and more employees, uh, to, to salespeople, to pensioners, and then um, also continue to develop our product um, with a few very selective features um, that are demanded by companies, uh, as we can see, to to even convert faster and, and uh, reduce the sales cycle of the solution.
1: Okay, clear. Um, yeah, I think th- that's uh, it from my side. I think we've covered pretty much everything. I think it's very interesting, um, you know, as we continue to kind of watch this definition of employment evolve, particularly in the region, Um, and the wider role that Flexbay will play in this. Michael, thank you so much for joining us this morning.
0: Thank you for having me, it was great, it was a pleasure.
1: Take care. Thank you Michael, take care.
0: Thank you.